today we're talking about how to be awesome at making Easter extra special for your kids. Now, this is an episode that you're going to want to listen to without your kids in the room because we're going to talk about some Easter magic. Easter is such a fun holiday and there are so many ways we can make it extra special and extra magical for our kids. I'm sharing all the things I'll be doing this year and things I've done in past years that were a big win. Everything from starting the day with a little something special in their bedroom, to leaving a little bunny trail with little bunny footprints, to creative ideas for your egg hunt and possibly a scavenger hunt too if you're up for it. I'm talking about getting creative and putting together baskets that your kids will love and making things awesome, but also easy. So it's actually fun for you too. Here we go with all the Easter magic hacks. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Happy almost Easter, my friends. I am so happy you are here with me today, and we are going to have a great time talking about how to make Easter special for our kids. And when I say for our kids, I feel like it's like, well, what about the adults? Like, But listen, it's when you see them having fun, as you know, you have so much fun. And I think there are so many different things that I've learned over the last 10 years of doing Easter's, Easter stuff and Easter egg hunts for kids. I've learned so many things. And that's what this platform is all about, is to share all the best things that we've learned to make for a really special experience. So today I'm going to go through all the ideas. So you have lots of great ideas of how you can build a really fun Easter for your family and for you too. So first, I want to throw out there that not everything needs to be overly complicated or expensive or time consuming. A lot of things that I do are just like little details, stuff that you already have and you were going to put out anyways, just kind of doing it in a different way. I really didn't buy that much new stuff this year, just trying to be mindful of all the things going on in the world and really trying to reuse the things that we have from past years. So of course I bought candy and little toys to go in our Easter eggs and we'll talk about all of that, but I really didn't buy that much new stuff. It's just about getting creative with with the stuff that you pull out every year and, you know, ordering a couple things each year just to keep it fresh and just taking the time to plan it out. First tip out of the gate is plan it out the day before. Like I am going to plan the hunt out completely before Saturday night. You know what I mean? Or Sunday morning, whenever you're going to put it together. So that way I have a plan. All my eggs will be filled. I'll kind of have a plan. I'll know what my special eggs are going to be. I'm going to have it all laid out. So actually like doing the hunt is pretty easy. I've made the mistake in past years of kind of, you know, like we kind of do sometimes on Christmas Eve, right? You put all the kids to bed and then you still have stuff to wrap. Like, Oh man, you're signing yourself up for a late night. You're going to be tired and it just takes the fun out of it. So as soon as you can, if you haven't already prep your stuff so that by the time, you know, Easter night, the night before or Easter morning comes, you are ready to go. And it's actually fun for you. And you're more creative. You're in a more creative space. If you just have all your supplies already prepped and you're ready to kind of lay them out. So 
do it ahead of time, get everyone to bed early the night before so everyone's in a good mood. And in the morning, you can just, you know, get up and feel fresh and you're not working until, you know, midnight or one in the morning. Like I have so many times putting this stuff together and trying to make it special. It just ends up not being fun for you. So I want to take my time. I want to have fun with it. So I'm going to prep my stuff ahead of time and I'm going to put my kids to bed early so I can get all of it done and do it in the ways that I want to. So like I said, you might not want to do everything we talk about in the podcast. You might just want to do some of the things, but hopefully I kind of, you know, give you a couple little pearls of wisdom and, and things that I've learned that have worked and haven't worked and different creative things that you can do. And some things I make a tradition out of it. So I'll do this, I'll do it every year. And then other things, other things I do, I change it up and I do different things. So it's kind of unexpected and it's not the pressure on myself to do it the same every year or keep up some level of something depending on what's going on and what we, you know, what we're doing. Um, another thing that I think is I like to get certain things. Like I have a bubble machine that was an investment, like an, an industrial bubble machine, but I love it. I think it's the best investment ever for parties, for kids' parties, especially if you have little kids and for Easter. So I have these things that I've purchased that I bring out at, on certain parties and certain holidays and Easter included. And it's just a great investment because it instantly makes it magical and it's simple for you. For me, I'm not the type of, I love things. Awesome. Creative. I love celebrating little things. I love magical moments, but I'm not the type to start a project completely from scratch and work on like one detail of the project for six hours. Like, I don't think you get a medal from doing everything homemade. A lot of stuff I'll get halfway homemade and I'll add to it or I'll reuse things or I'll just pull things out of a craft drawer and kind of use it. So for me, I'm not the DIY type person just because I want to get, I'm, I'm all about speed over perfection in business and in life and in celebrations too, because I just want to be able to get more done. And for me, it's not enjoyable and relaxing to spend six hours on a detail that likely no one else would notice but me. So I hopefully that gives you some relief that the plans that we're making are not going to be like a lot of times I'll see something cool and I'll go to a blog about it. And it's just not for me because it's like 25 steps of how to do it. I'm like, oh, jeez, I just don't have time for that. I want to do other stuff too. So we're going to make it practical and simple and efficient, but still over the top and completely awesome. So in the morning, one of my favorite things to do, and I do this with Christmas too, is I leave a little something in their room from the Easter bunny. So it kind of like starts out the magic. So it could be, I love the little soft Easter bunnies. You could put those in their room, maybe with a little note or a carrot or just something little. So they wake up and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, even if they don't remember right away that it's Easter, it's just so cool. Like, wait a minute, something was left in my room at Christmas time. I got three really soft reindeer stuffed animals and I'll link in the show notes, just so you know my favorite brand of these. Um, and I put three reindeer right on the roof by the reindeer food. And I just attached um, little chalkboard signs that I had in the garage um, that had a little note from the reindeer. And I swear it just started the morning like the most magical because it's just like, you know, it's like a visit from the tooth fairy, a visit from the Easter bunny. It's just, it's just cool to think outside the box and put a little something in their room. So you could do a stuffed animal. You could even just do some of like the little grass, you know, the grass that you, the filler that you would fill their Easter baskets with, put a little grass, like a nest and put an egg in it with just like a candy. Or if you have, you know, two kids, three kids, 
put one like by the, by their bedside. It doesn't have to be something like, I don't want you to be listening to this and think, oh, I didn't buy something extra or something special or a, a bunny stuffed animal. It doesn't have to be. It's just anything to kind of start the magic in their room. So think outside the box, put a little something in their room. You could even do something with their name on it. I like to use little craft stickers if you can, or even maybe print something out on the computer. Just make sure that they can't tell that it's your writing or do your writing, but do it all crazy. So it doesn't look like you're writing and have a little simple kind of note. And maybe you even start your hunt that way. Maybe you even start your hunt with a little something in the room and then it leads down the stairs. Or if you don't have stairs, it leads down to wherever you normally do your Easter egg hunt. I think that's really fun and really special. I really like some sort of Easter clothes. So of course, normally if we're going to brunch or seeing family, um, the kids will have Easter dresses. My little boy will be in a little suit. But since we're home and casual this year, I'm going to put them in either just, you know, cute coordinating pajamas, or I really like to lay out outfits for the day. And I know that probably sounds silly, but I always have my kids get dressed and brush their teeth before they do anything, just because, listen, if I don't, the teeth would get brushed half of the days. So I like getting everyone dressed. So if you don't want to get them dressed in the morning, put them in PJs and something you're fine with them being in for the first couple hours. Or lay out something really simple and easy to put on. And I'll just tell my kids, you've got to brush your teeth and toss on your clothes before you run out. And for me, I just feel, I just like when everybody's dressed. You know, it makes for cuter pictures, not for social media, just to have myself. It just makes for cuter pictures when everyone's not like ratty tatty with bedhead. But also, I just like getting ready in the morning, even if it's five minutes. I just feel like everyone puts is put together. It makes the moment you know, more special. And if you lay it out ahead of time, I don't feel like it kills the moment. It's not like buzzkill. Mom's making us do this 10 step process. Just, I just like if my kids either sleep in some sort of cute little PJs or I pop them in something or they, they toss on something in the morning. I just feel like it makes the whole thing feel like a special day, which it is. Okay. So I always do some sort of trail. I love doing bunny prints. Um, leading kind of to wherever the main hunt is. So if you Google it, most people do a stencil and they'll use like a flower sifter and just kind of like sift the flower over it for bunny prints, which is a great way to do it. You can totally do it that way. That's one way to do it. For me, I like things to be more realistic and less perfect. So I just get two thin kitchen sponges and I cut them in two different shapes. So I cut one that's like would be like the ball of the foot, like the big part of the foot, and then um, a smaller circle, more of a circle than an oval for the toes. So I'll just do one of the big one and then three for the little toes. And I just dip it in flour with a little bit of water mixed to it. You know, you can kind of just mix up your own consistency. Just put it in a bowl and I'll just make a little trail that way. So again, one of the big ones, like a, you think of it like a stamp. I stamp one big oval one and then three little footprints in my just flour and water mixture. And then it makes it so it just looks like, you know, cute little bunny prints, but it's not perfect. And I'll just kind of do a trail and I do it fast. So it kind of looks messy, like realistic, like a bunny was just hopping on through and leaving this cute little white powder along the way. And I'll even put some little nests, like I talked about, like just the little filler from the egg baskets along the way with some eggs on top. And I'll even put some tiny little egg chocolates next to it so they kind of look like little nests along the way. So it's just the anticipation and the excitement of like, oh my gosh, what is this? And of course, you'll adjust depending on the ages of your kids. 
But I'm telling you, my kids are two, almost eight. She'll be eight. My, my, my girl Presley will be eight on Easter and nine. And this applies to all of their ages. Like it's just magical. Now I definitely adjust what I put in eat the eggs so that it's, you know, good for each of the kids. But as far as like the other things, I think that any of these things really works for all ages. And I think doing a little bunny trail is like top of the list. So cute and so fun and just makes it magical and it's easy and it's inexpensive. It's just about, you know, taking the time to do it and having the idea. So make a little trail. Um, you could do it, you know, just do, if you don't want a huge mess, if you're, you know, if you're really worried about that tracking all over the house, just do a few of them. If you don't care, you can do it in an area that's a little bit more bulletproof, do a ton of them. Either way, it's super fun. So I fill the eggs ahead of time. I do personally like 25% candy and 75% toys because I've learned over the years, I don't want to give them a bunch of candy and then tell them they can't have the candy. So I try to pick, do a nice balance. And then I say, you can eat whatever you want that day. And then kind of the same thing with Halloween after the day's over, all the candy gets adios out and I donate it or we kind of ziplock it and pack it away for later or for, for baking something special or whatever it is. But I do 75% toys and then 25% candies inside the eggs. So now it's hard to find toys that aren't just like toss toys, especially if you're doing a lot of eggs. You know, it's easy to do like little erasers or just kind of little tiny trinkets. For my boy, I did little trucks, a lot of things from Oriental Trading Company or Great or even Amazon. For um, my Presley that's going to be eight, she loves slime still. Oh, will the slime face ever end? So I did some little slime things that will fit in the eggs. And then for my older daughter, Stella, what did I do for her? I just kind of Googled around. You know, when you just are, are, are playing on Amazon or Oriental Training, and I kind of just went through and just found little things that I thought would be interesting or a little fun for her. Now, listen, I just throw them all out there. So my girls are getting army boys and my, you know, and my boy is getting kind of older girl things. But then once they all open them, that's the fun of it is to swap, right? Like I don't make it too complicated or have too many rules. I put in the candy, I put in the toys, I throw them all out there. And then after they open them all, they can kind of switch and, and grab what they like. But I like it because it makes it fun. It's not too much candy and sugar overload, but it's a moderate amount enough to where they feel like they got a bunch of variety and they got to try a bunch of different things, but not so much to where they're just overdoing it and making themselves sick. And then I'm telling them to stop and then it just, it just leads to it just leads to conflict. And that's what we're trying to avoid on the holidays, aren't we? <laughs> so I fill all the eggs ahead of time and then I put them in creative places. Now I have a ton of eggs. One year I did a spring party for Presley and we did a huge Easter egg hunt. So I literally have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of eggs. So some years I do more, some years I do less, but I save them every year and, um, and refill them. Of course, I really try to hide the eggs in creative places. So I start the, the hunt a little bit in the house, but the most of it is in the backyard for us. And so I'll hide them in trees. I'll get like little string and kind of hang them from branches or put them up high, put them low. I'll just get creative with it, right? So I put a bunch where it's just out for them to see so they can just run and grab them. But so the whole thing isn't over in two seconds. I swear in my next life, I am going to be the event director for some awesome chain of hotels. And I'm going to do events like this in the most epic way. Every Easter brunch, Easter egg hunt I've ever been to is done in 30 seconds. No exaggeration. And I'm just like, 
it just makes no sense to me why you wouldn't do A. Even if you don't make them, hide them hard, at least just make more of them. You know there's going to be a ton of kids and there's no fun in every kid getting three or eight eggs. Like, you know, you want at least like 10 or 20. That's just what it makes it fun. So I love it over the top. I do lots and lots of eggs, probably way too many eggs. When I post about this episode, I'll post pictures of all the things that I've done over the last couple of years so you can kind of get a visual to it. And hopefully by the next holiday, we will have our YouTube up and going. So I will do this, you know, real time and show you all my things. And we'll do our next holiday via YouTube so we can really like visualize it. But for now, here we go on the podcast and I'll supplement it with some photos and we'll, we'll kind of, we'll get to the same, we'll get to the same result that way. So I hide them in, in creative places. I also have some bonus eggs. So some bonus eggs with money in it, with dollar bills in it. I've done little gift cards in the past if I had them around or if I picked them up somewhere. If you have a plastic pool, you know kind of those cheapy plastic pools that are like $10 or $20 from Target? I love filling those with ball pit balls, both of those things I have here anyways. I did this last year and it was such a good success because I hid the eggs amongst all the balls. So it was really fun. The kids like jumped in and were playing in the ball pit, but we're also having to hunt for the eggs. So if you have that already, that's the best, a plastic pool with ball pit balls and then hide the eggs in there is really, really fun. Again, I pull out my bubble machine, which is my favorite. I will link it on Instagram because I think it's one of the best party and holiday investments you can make. It just makes things magical and it's just, you know, no effort. You just gotta, you know, be able to store it and pull it out and plug it in and let's go. So I always have them um, have baskets. And then what I'll do is I'll lay out like three different color blankets because a lot of times they want to like run back over or empty out their basket to go a bit more. Or they want to start opening it. So I've learned that a lot of times it gets all mixed up. So I'll lay out like three different blankets for them or, you know, give them each their own area. So that way it doesn't get all, they don't get mixed up and there's no disagreements. That's a, just a good little idea if you have multiple kids and if you're worried about it kind of getting scattered or messed up or any arguments about whose is what and just to kind of give them a home base and so they're not emptying out their candy and eating it off the grass we'll try to avoid that if we can the grass off the grass eating so set up different areas for the kids to open them up and see what they got I also love um doing a scavenger hunt in the afternoon sometimes and I feel like since we are all home this year a scavenger hunt is a great way to, you can either incorporate it with your hunt. Like I know families who do, I have friends who do like a scavenger hunt as the egg hunt and kind of make that into one and do clues. You could either do clipboard with all the clues or you can have a clue at each next spot where you find it and they can go hunt for different things. You could do a scavenger hunt where they hunt for different things and maybe their basket is at the very end of the hunt. That's super fun. Uh, for the last couple of years, I've done their baskets like at the start of the Easter egg hunt. And I think that's really fun because it kind of like they follow my bunny trail out and then they see the, the baskets and it's so fun and it's so exciting. And they kind of tear through the baskets a little bit, get onto the hunt. And then they'll usually once the hunt's over, then they'll really dive in and see what everything's all about. So a whole bunch of different ways that you can do it. I think all are special and depending on if you're doing it inside or outside but I love the baskets, man. And sometimes I do smaller baskets or, or bigger baskets. Really what I like to do is just start with what each kid actually likes. In the past, I made the mistake of just putting a bunch of Easter stuff in it. And a lot of the stuff I just end up packing away and pulling out next year. So rather than giving them a bunch of Easter themed things, I just got things 
that they would like, like, you know, a couple little toys, like, you know, a small gifts that I would get if it was like their birthday type thing. So each kid's basket is a little bit different. They'll all have the same candy or similar or different candies, depending on what they like. I love to personalize it. Some years I've ordered different baskets, either from Pottery Barn Kids with their name like embroidered on it, or other times I've ordered baskets from Etsy. I did cool burlap um, bags with their names on it, which by the way, you'll, you'll see pictures of this. One year I didn't pull out my stuff until like 10 p.m. the night before, biggest fail ever. And instead of Stella on one of the bags, it said a Stella with an E at the front. And so no joke, I spent two hours with tweezers pulling off every particle of the printing to take the E off of the thing. My husband was like, you're ridiculous. Just leave it. I'm like, it's not her name. I can't leave it. Like that's one of the times I will do something tedious just to make it, just to make it magical and not make one kid sad. So sometimes I'll make them personalized and have those personalized baskets and then use them and every other year bring out a different one. Or I'll just use the cute little name stickers and, and, and get creative with the basket. I love even using like a wood crate kind of basket some years and just sticking their name on with name stickers. It doesn't have to be one of the traditional baskets that you get at Target that's, you know, either wood or plastic with the thing on the top and the grass in it and a pre-made one. I just think you can think outside the box. Like I said, a wood kind of crate is super fun and you can fill, you know, 80% of it with that, with the filler, with the basket filler. Another thing, I always order my basket filler from papermart.com or something similar. So it's the crinkle that I use for my business for Million Dollar Tan when we're packaging gift baskets and stuff. But I just feel like I can get one big box for 30 bucks and use it for a bunch of things. And then, because I like a lot of filler rather than a little filler. And when I buy the little bags at Target, it's just like I would need, I would need 15 bags to fill each basket if they're the small bags of kind of the filler. So just a food for thought you might want to think about buying or even for next year or for the regular I keep filler like that by my wrapping paper area because I just think it goes along it goes a long way and it's just it's just so nice to add to different baskets or bags or anything that you're building so get creative with your baskets for them put their favorite things it doesn't have to be over the top like I said I kind of do the same thing more like 80% toys 20% candy just so I'm not monitoring the candy intake all day it's, you know, listen, it's way more than I would ever want them to have, but it's one of those days a year, you know, you figure there's like, what, five holidays like this. It's just like, go for it, whatever you want that day. And then the next day it's, it all, it all disappears. Not the toys, but the candy for sure. So I just think that having the egg hunt and having either a scavenger hunt or the baskets just makes it all so cool and so special. I always try to make it nice and even for the kids. So, you know, try to get even number of things so that the baskets look even. Sometimes I'll put like a cellophane wrap on the whole thing in a nice big bow so it looks like a present. Other times I'll leave it open depending on what the basket is and depending on the look of it. But I love clear cellophane. It just makes it like you just wrap the whole thing up and do like a big loose bow and it just looks more like a gift, you know, like a Harry and David big old basket of fruit nuts that you would get. It just looks more like a basket. So that's one easy way to kind of pull it together and make it look more like a professional basket, but it's better than professional because it's handmade by you and put together by you. And um, it's custom because it has things that they really love. 
Another thing I'll do sometimes is I'll get a, I'll get a pre-made basket just so that I'm not starting from the beginning. And then I'll add a bunch of stuff to it or change it or put their name on it or, you know, buy one of those wooden letters. Maybe it's just their first name and I'll just give it a quick paint and put their first, the first initial, the first letter of their first name on their baskets so they know whose basket is whose. And also it looks more personal. So if it sounds overwhelming and you don't want to start completely from the beginning, getting a basket that's already pre-made and then just taking things out, adding things in, making it personalized is a great way to go. Now, if you are listening to this in the here and now when we are all staying at home, I think that one of the best things that you can do preparing for Easter is to make a plan ahead of time for the day. So plan for downtime, right? Like don't plan every second of the day, but since we're all home, we're not going out and visiting with family like we usually would or going to brunch or having activities and different things scheduled, we're at home. So I think the best thing that you could do is have a plan. I have, can't tell you how many holidays, I don't know why I have to keep learning this, like I'm dense, or I have to keep learning this over and over and over. But let's say on Mother's Day, I'm like, I just want to wake up on Mother's Day and do what I feel like doing. But that's a terrible plan. Because, you know, by the time, especially if you have multiple kids, or even if you just have one kid or young kids or one young kid, once the day gets going, by the time you, you know, get everyone fed or get everyone dressed or whatever it is, it's, it's too much pressure to figure out what you want to do on that moment. Now, I'm not saying everything has to be scheduled. I think there should be downtime and couch time and TV time, especially on Easter Sunday, especially on the in the afternoon. But where I have gone wrong is I haven't had a plan to keep everyone busy and, you know, connected and doing family things. And I think now more than ever with all of us being home, that's important. So for the afternoon, I have some family games planned. So whatever your family game normally is, it doesn't have to be Easter related. So board games or charades, or you could play some karaoke or, or anything that just gets the family together. I'm going to do a game of a round of Chubby Bunny this year with um, Chubby Marshmallow, bunny-shaped marshmallows, the peak bunny-shaped marshmallows. And so we're going to do the game where you see how many you can put in your mouth and still say chubby bunny. So I think that's our only Easter themed game. And then I'm just going to have some other games ready. And listen, if we all end up like spontaneously, you know, watching three movies in a row, perfect. Then that's what we'll do. But I just like to have a plan. I like to have things pulled out and ready. So everyone's not just looking at you as they often do in my house. Like, okay, mom, what's next? What are we doing? I just like to have a plan to have an afternoon activity too, especially right now since we are all at home. I'm telling you, Easter is so cool for kids and I really think it's one of their favorite days of the year for most kids because it's just magical and it's special. They get to play special games and do a hunt and eat things they wouldn't normally eat and with the extra little details and spending that extra time to make it really, really cool, I think that you'll have a blast, and I think it will make Easter even more fun for your family. And I think with, like I said, with all the things that are going on in the world, I think we should focus on how we can make it the best Easter rather than thinking about the things that we can't do, you know? Because there's so much we can do at home, and we, there's so much we can do with just the stuff you already have that you pull out every year, or the stuff that you've purchased getting ready for this year. So let's get creative together. Share with me what you are going to do. I'd love to hear your ideas. 
every podcast I post on my social media at Lindsay's Cloud. I post pictures. And this time I'll post pictures of past Easter so you can see what we've done, but I'd love to continue the conversation there. So let me know your takeaways and what you're going to do to make it special. And I really hope that everyone has a great weekend and a great holiday. And I hope that you, you know, take the time to prepare so that you can make it magical and make it awesome and, you know, feel really excited and and give that magic to your kids, but also make it fun and enjoyable for you. And listen, there's so much that's hard about all the things we're doing right now, homeschool and, you know, the cooking and the cleaning and all the things. This should not be one more thing that, you know, pushes you, you know, to your max. So I hope that you have fun with it and embrace the process and, you know, love spending that extra time with your kids and take pictures. I, I personally am going to take pictures of this, you know, when we start each moment that I'm going to put my phone away and just like live in it and have like the mental memories. I always, it probably seems like I'm taking pictures all the time, but I'm really not. I just take a bunch of pictures at the start. Like I'll take a picture of the setup cause it's fun. And I'll take a picture when everybody starts doing it, a couple little videos. And I did this way before social media existed. I love it. I love making little photo books for the coffee table. I love remembering what we do each year and showing the kids. So I love having that photo moment, but it's also really important to me to have the balance of taking the picture, take the little videos, put it away, and then run around with them, lift them up in the trees to get, get the eggs, and you know, remind them, oh, if, if you see one with glitter, that might have a dollar in it, or whatever it is, and really getting in there and enjoying it. That's another thing that I've learned over the years is I do all the setup, and then I'm kind of like, oh, I sit back and watch, which is sometimes fun too, if that's you know the most enjoyable for you. For me, I feel like I want to run around with them. I want to experience with them. And I kind of want to be a part of the magic and see it through their eyes. So happy Easter. I love you guys and I appreciate you listening. And I thank you for your virtual friendship. Happy Easter and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.